Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 221. Happy August, happy uh, summertime, and man, it is a beautiful day here in the Northeast. The humidity has broken, so uh, it is a great day. It's a great day to be live here on Facebook. Proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, iTunes, wherever you are taking in your podcast. Uh, we are happy to be on and happy to be part of it. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching live, jump in the show. If you are watching on recording, leave us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, give us a positive review. All of those things kind of help. All right, let's get rolling. Show number 221, Dr. Terry Wurzbacher is uh, today's guest. Dr. Terry is a legend. If you're a success hotline caller, you know who Dr. Terry is. And if you don't, you're going to meet her here in a moment. But she is doing some amazing things. A 46-year uh, career in military medicine, 30 with the Navy, 16 afterwards as a civilian, uh, but working for the Army, serving our country um, and a doctor in the military. Amazing, but she's doing some amazing things right now uh, in the latter part of her life. So I'm excited to talk to Dr. Terry Wurzbacher. Uh, I do want to thank Particle Men's Products for sponsoring today's show. Their discount code is AMARADA20, AMARADA20, and that's that discount code. Uh, amazing. I forgot to bring it in with me, but face cream, hair, uh, stuff, shampoo, uh, and I'm trying to hold on to my hair here, and they help. So check out Particle Men's uh, products, and that discount code is AMARADA20. Great stuff. Okay, the opening concept today, again, show number 221. You can do it. Don't set limits on yourself. I'm going to talk to Dr. Terry about an amazing feat that she has accomplished here, 314 miles across Tennessee, unsupported. Big difference there, unsupported. It's the Vol State Challenge, 314 miles in 10 days. And um, amazing. It's just amazing, right? And most people, I would say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't write a book. I can't present in front of people. I can't do it, right? We tell ourselves these things. And then that's the reality, right? We, we tell ourselves we can't do it versus, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish this goal. I'm going to do this thing and uh, makes it all possible. So she's done that and she continues to do it and she has gotten into these endurance races. So I challenge you here on education, leadership and beyond whatever it is you have in front of you, losing weight, um, finding quiet time, right? So many people tell me, I don't have time. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to do this. Make the time. Don't set limits on yourself because then you're defining exactly what it is that you you, you can and cannot do. If you're telling yourself you can't do it, uh, then that's that's what it's going to be. You can't do it. So, And we're going to meet Dr. Terry here now. I want to welcome her into the program. If I can figure out the technology. Uh, here she comes to Education Leadership Beyond. Dr. Terry, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate your having me. It's great to be here. I can't wait to hear about the story. Uh, and let's get right to it, Doc. There's a lot to talk about. But let's start with the, the Vol State Challenge here. Um, 314 miles. Where did you hear about this? And, and what made you say, like, 
I'm going to do this. Well, try to make this short, but I started running late in life. Um, I hated running. I ended up having to run, and so I learned to love it. But that's another whole long podcast we could have. And I was about 45 or 46 when I started, and I got into long-distance running pretty quickly because I had bad shin splints for the first short miles, but they went away for the long miles. And I started learning about ultras, and an ultra marathon is anything that's more than a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. In 2012 or 13, I heard about this race in Tennessee, and it just got into my blood system. It's kind of like a virus. It stayed there. And so in 2014, I tried it for the first time. I only made 100 miles. I was a rookie. I didn't know about the time cutoffs, how to plan anything, so I didn't finish. In 2015, a legend in ultra running, Marvin Skagerberg, crewed me and I finished it. But my goal was always to do it unsupported or uncrewed. Um, so I tried again. I got sick. So I missed a couple of years. I did it in 2018, but halfway through it, I had to get crewed or I wouldn't have made the time. The same happened in 2021. So my goal really was to finish this unsupported. And this year I did it. Wow. Took wow. me eight years. Doc, when you say unsupported, like, are you sleeping on the side of the road? Are you like, you're at a hotel or something? Well, you can, if you can make it to a motel or hotel, you can sleep there uh, for a couple of hours. I never got more than three hours of sleep. But, and then uh, most of the time in between, you find a cemetery, a church, someplace to, to lie down for a little while. Um, I prefer places with pavement so that I don't have to lie on the grass and get those bugs that they have in the south. So, um, yeah, I slept in a, a cemetery, a couple of churches, several driveways, um, and I don't even know where some other places were. And, Doc, tell me about, like, how do you feel now that you did it? This is a goal here, 2014, 2013. You're, you know, you're almost 10 years looking to do this thing, and you did it. Yeah, I feel terrific. And it's um, going to be the basis of my next book. And it's a turning point. I got past... Um, past where I had had to be supported before, but I was so tired. I hadn't had any sleep. I had even less sleep this year than usual. Um, and I was just fatigued and I had called a friend and she said she could crew me. But I told you before, the universe always watches out for me. She was in Alabama, so it would take her over an hour to get there. In the interim, the woman who monitors the race, we call her the meat wagon lady, she um, <laughs> caught me and she said, you have no business asking for a crew. You can do it. You're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the cutoff points. You just have to have confidence in yourself. And that was, I think, the most important turning point in 73 years of my life because I believed her. She's a no BS type person, and she wouldn't have said that if it wasn't true. And that yeah. just told me I can do it. My friend came, we met, and I asked her to go home, and she did without any qualms, but she wanted me to succeed, too, and I finished yeah. unsupported. But that one moment with that woman turned everything around in my life. And, Doc, you heard the opening statement about putting limits on yourself, and right. this lady kind of talked you out of that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, uh, you have all these core beliefs that uh, – 
people tell you how easy it is to change them. You just have to think positively and think you can do it. But when you're young and you're told you're worthless, you can't do things, those become your core beliefs. Mm. And those were my core beliefs pretty much all my life. And they just bled into every activity I ever uh, tried to accomplish, even though I would still pursue and persist. And I just felt I couldn't do anything. And when I would be successful, it was more like I was lucky. With her telling me that, it kind of parted the waves of those core beliefs and let the true me out. Wow. That's amazing, uh, Doc, and good for you. Do you feel that you've provided inspiration for other people? Do I feel it? No, but people on Facebook that have followed me with uh, this and several other events that I've done say they've been inspired. I really don't know how, but I'm happy if they are because that's kind of my goal all my life. So. Yeah, and our good friend, Dr. Rob Gilbert, I know he's going to watch this. Uh, he certainly helped get the word out, people following you, and uh, this feat certainly got his attention. How did that feel to hear the messages uh, daily on Success Hotline and the updates and uh, the spirit in his voice through your journey? Well, he and I had an up and down relationship during this because when I that those periods when I got really down, I didn't want to talk to him. I would text him and I would email him, but he would ignore that. He's a very much a talking person. And I, I wrote him one night and I said, I'm not going to call you in the morning. I don't want to talk to you because I really felt like quitting and um, things were going bad. But then that turned around. It's a typical emotional roller coaster you go through. But having him on my side, it did two things. It was important because I respect him so much and all the people. But I also had a lot more pressure because I felt that if I did quit or ask for a crew, I would be letting people down. And I didn't want to yeah. do that. And there's good things about that kind of pressure, and there's not so good things about that kind of pressure. It all worked out, and I'm very, very grateful to him. He helped me finish, and all the Success Hotline people helped me finish my race in May, because at that point, I could listen to the messages. He played them back, but that was just a loop thing that was totally different than this. this there was no way I could listen to all of those messages. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. How did you get in touch with Dr. Rob Gilbert? And if you're not familiar, if you're watching the show, Dr. Rob Gilbert does uh, Success Hotline, a daily message about success. Uh, and I will put that number out here in a moment. But how did how'd you get in touch with Dr. Gilbert? How did you guys cross paths? Well, and that's kind of interesting. Also, last year when I finished this race, I knew that I had to do something about my mental game. Mm. That that was really what was destroying me. My pace is very slow, and that's always my issue. Can I make the cutoff points? But I knew that I was defeating myself with my attitude. So I started looking for how to develop mental discipline and first came across Brian Kane. Mm. And I got his programs. I studied his programs daily. He's a big part of the success as well. And as you know, he talks about Dr. Gilbert all the time. So oh, yeah. I started listening to Success Hotline probably um, 14, 16 months ago now, but okay. I never had met him or talked to him until because he would always have his seminars on Saturday night when I had another call every week. But this one time he put the wrong, he said, we're going to have it on Sunday, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I wrote him an email and said, great, I can do this. And he sent me this email back and there was this ton of questions and I answered him and he wrote back and he goes, call me. So we started talking and that's how that all began. It was really kind of weird. The seminar was really on Saturday, but it got us connected. Yeah. 
And if you're new to the hotline, uh, that uh, success hotline and our friend, Dr. Rob, 973-743-4690, 973-743-4690. Dr. Tara and I both highly recommend uh, uh, calling, uh, again, the Daily Success Hotline. Doc, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Uh, You are a 30-year uh, service member of the, the Navy, being a doctor in the Navy, and then again, 16 years as a civilian working in the in the Army. Tell me about that right. journey, Doc. Tell me uh, what drew you to the Navy and, and a medical doctor and all of that good stuff. Well, once again, things are very interesting. I was in medical school. It took me a while to get in medical school, but I did. And then there was this program, it's called the Health profession scholarship program, where if you joined the military and gave them X number of years, they would pay your tuition. And so all the recruiters came one day and my friend and I went and looked at them all. This was in the 70s. Vietnam was still on and I wanted to go to Vietnam. I love blood and guts. Um, But the recruiters didn't tell me. None of them said, well, you're a woman. You're not going to go there. You know, back then women didn't do anything like that. So they didn't tell us much. My friend and I picked the Navy because of the uniform. I mean, that's a really stupid reason, but it turned out to be my best my best decision ever because I just love the Navy. Obviously, I stayed, but I stayed for lots of different reasons, mostly because I couldn't figure out what I would do when I was going to grow up type thing. So I never got out. I put in my resignation three times, but I always withdrew it for different reasons. Uh, I'm not a typical rule follower, but I made it through the time. Um, But I I loved it. It was the best decision I ever made in my life, even if it was because of something stupid like the uniform. Yeah. Wow. Doc, what would you say you've learned uh, about leadership in that time? If you don't take care of your people, you're screwed. And it's not fair to the people that you're allegedly leading because you're not leading if you don't take care of them. I mean, I used to have a sign in my um, office that said, if I wanted to be a mother, I'd get pregnant. And it would be because people would come in whining and everything. But it was kind of a joke because they knew they could come in and talk to me about whatever was going on in their life. And if I saw a sailor that was in trouble, I knew there was something else going on behind um, that external val- or performance in the ER. I was an ER doc initially. So I would talk and find out what was going on. And it turns out many of these people have found me 30, 40 years later, and said that that made a big difference in their life. So I think the most important thing is to realize, not just in leadership, but in life, that you can't decide there's something wrong with a person by looking at their behavior. You really need to find out what happened to them and what is going on. Great answer there, uh, Doc. Uh, One of the things our friend Dr. Rob Gilbert says is that success leaves clues. What would you say you you learned about, uh, you know, from the best soldiers? What are some characteristics and some strategies that you being in the Navy all those years, what what would you say the best soldiers do and and why are they the best? Well, as usual, I have to correct people. In the Navy, they're sailors. In the Army, they're soldiers. Because everybody thinks that everybody's a soldier and I have to protect my sailors. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that... You have to watch what they do more than what they say. And I think that's the same in life. You know, people can say anything, but it's their actions that really matter. And you can see 
how much they care a about their job or b about the people that they're working with and are working for them and if you watch their actions and just model them i think you can do uh, a great things the other thing that people tend to forget is you can learn from everybody and you should learn from everybody no matter what their rank is if they're the lowest rank they still can teach you something and it may be simply how to communicate with them or it may be something technical but we don't all know everything and you can't use your rank as well you know i'm hot shit and i'm the sorry i'm the boss and all of that uh you can't do that you've got to learn from them wow. The other thing important, and I didn't learn this till later, which is unfortunate, is that communication issues need to be dealt with. Just because you did something wrong, and that's in quotes, may indicate that I didn't explain the right way or the way that I wanted it done. So I need to make sure you understand what I'm asking of you before I make any judgments. Good stuff. If you're watching live here, please jump in with us. Leave us a question or comment. Uh, for Dr. Terry. Uh, and Dr. Terry's website is scrolling on the bottom of the screen there. And I, Dr. Terry, I had a chance to kind of look at that and your writing and you got some interesting stories on there. And now you have another book coming out. I know you said there was a snafu early in the early 2000s there, but tell us about this latest book and, and tell me about your writing style. Where, where and when do you write? Uh, well, I kind of now I write whenever I want um, because I'm retired yeah. and otherwise I would always have to try and schedule something with my job and running and everything else. And it, it didn't work well. But now I just kind of write whenever the mood strikes me. And it's usually when I'm out walking now, I'll come up with some idea and then I'll come home and shape it out. And my website is okay, but most of my posts are on Facebook. And as I told you, I haven't had a chance to transfer them onto my website, but you've given me some incentive to do that. Mm. Um, I just like to find things that have happened in my life and then see if I can help other people with how I dealt with them. The, oh, the book you, you asked about. Yeah, tell, yeah, and tell us. I love the book cover options. If you you follow yeah. Dr. Terry on Facebook, she has a book poll up there, a cover cover picture. Yeah, the trouble is, I'm a Libra, and I can't ever make up my mind, and <laughs> I'm not sure that what people have picked is the right choice. So, I, that's what happens when you get advice from a lot of people. You don't know which is the right advice. So I don't know. But anyway, the book covers least of my problems right now. It's a book about last year's race, this small state race, the, the 500, uh, 314 mile race, and all the life lessons that I learned from it. It's This race is really a metaphor for life, how you meet obstacles, how you handle them. Do you just stop and back away from the obstacles? Do you go around? Do you try and push them? You know, that type of thing. And other aspects of life that I've learned in 73 years of being alive and how that all came out in the race. So there's a, a lot about the race and what I experienced. And then it's how that pertains to everybody's life. So it's not really a running or a walking book only. It's a, it's a book about the endurance game of life. So. Yeah. And did you take notes each night? Did you kind of talk to text? Did you keep a notebook with you? How did you, how did you track what was happening to you over those 10 days? Uh, th that's, that's a really good question. And it's, I never have time to do any of that during the race. So I tried to do it as soon as the race was over. I, I went through each day and then uh, 
it's so vivid that it comes back to you and then you go, mm. oh, okay, that fits with this life lesson and that fits with that life lesson. But I took mostly uh, notes about things that had happened and when they, where they happened afterwards. Uh, the couple of weeks, I guess, it took me after the race was over to jot everything down and then start writing. Yeah. Well, good for you. I, I highly recommend, uh, again, you check some of these things out at Terry's website and on her Facebook page. And Congratulations on the book, Doc. That's a, 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 an exciting thing. And the covers look great. Is that an actual road from the, 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 the you know, the Tennessee uh, uh, trail there? Uh, every one but number one. Number one with all the winding roads, the, really the prettiest one. That's somewhere in Romania. That oh. The guy that's doing the book cover for me, he picked that out um, because it's from his country. The others are all uh, ones that I took in Tennessee, yeah. Nice. nice. Well, Doc, I know you're uh, from uh, New York. You're down in, in yep. San Antonio now, but you're you're a big Yankees fan living in Texas, which could cause some problems <laughs> from time to time. It has. Yeah. I went to a uh, Rangers game once, and when I came out, some jerk had put a bottle, uh, a glass bottle, underneath my tire. So when I backed out. It popped. So, uh, yeah, well, that's because you can tell from my vehicle that I'm a Yankee fan, just kind of like from the house. So tell me why the Yankees and, and what, you know, Joe Torre, Derek Jeter, I know those are your guys. Why, why the Yankees? Because my whole family was for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and I had to be op oppositional, I guess is the best word. So when I was a little kid and they were rooting for the Dodgers, I was a Yankees fan. And you've and stayed with just, them all these years. Yep, the entire time. Uh, you know, first it was Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris. That's my era. Yeah. Um, but the, when you put in the questions, what were my mentors, so to speak, I think both Derry Cheater and Joe Torrey exemplify poise under pressure. And that's something I've always longed for. I don't think that I have it, even though I'm an ER doctor. I, I don't think I'm as poised as I would like to be. And that's, you know, they never lose their temper. They handle things calmly. They analyze it and then figure out the right thing to do. And I kind of admire that. Yeah. And you saw that over the years with the Yankees. Joe Torre had an amazing uh, streak with Jeter. Yeah. Yeah. And do you still watch him uh, down there in Texas? Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we, we don't need to go there because they're plummeting after such a stellar first half. They've just gone to pot. So. Yeah. Well, my family is going to love this podcast, Doc. You're uh, an athlete, you're a runner, you're an endurance and, and a Yankee fan. And so yeah. many uh, of my siblings are, are into that, my mom uh, as well. So, um, But I know they're going to they're gonna want to know what you wear on your feet. What, As an endurance uh, athlete, what is your shoe of choice? Uh, it's New Balance, and the reason for that is because that's the shoe that I found that has the widest toe box. I have wide feet and bunions, and I really need a wide toe box. And there, I've tried Hoka's. They don't have the stability that I need. I've tried several other kinds, and the, the New Balance is one I've ended up having to stick with. In fact, I just bought six, <laughs> six pairs because you know how shoe companies – We'll do something and it works great. Then they'll make a change in six or eight months. And so I wanted to have these that work really well. And I stocked up on them. You got them. Wow. So do you have your next race? Do you have your next challenge up? Is it something yeah. on the schedule now? Yeah, I have a few of them. 
on Labor Day, I'm going back to Tennessee and doing a 111 mile, they call them journey runs, which is, it's, it's the same or similar to what Ball State was. You're totally unsupported and you, you go 111 miles, you're on your own. And this is actually more unsupported than Ball State was. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a, only a 72 hour thing. So that's not bad. And then I'm debating whether to go to Alabama in October for a 48-hour race. That's a four-day trip for a two-day race. It, I did it last year because of cabin fever, but I'm not so sure about this year. And then in December, I'll do a six-day race, which is just a – they're fixed-timed race. They're loops, so they're not hard. It's just you have to fight the boredom of seeing the same thing for six days, and that's in Arizona – and then in February, I'll do a 100-hour race, and then I'm not sure what I'll do after that. And in June, I'm going to do the 351-mile race, and I hope to follow that with Ball State again, but I haven't gotten in yet. That's a lottery, so we'll see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, good for you, Doc. It's inspiring to hear this, uh, someone that's so driven uh, and accomplished in these things. And if you're watching – uh, I hope that that you you know you're seeing that too. I think it's great, Doc. And uh, you know, so many people when they retire kind of stop challenging themselves, yep. and here you are putting those challenges out there for you. So kudos. Thank you. Yeah. My biggest thing is uh, I started. I tried to do in 2019 a trek across the United States. I only made it 716 miles because I got stress fractures at the New Mexico border, mm. so I stopped. And I really would like to start up again, but by the time I can do that, I'll be almost 75, and I'm not sure um, if I should, you know, not setting limits is one thing, but <laughs> going beyond your limits is another thing. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you on that, Doc. Um, Doc, this has been great. Is there something that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you about? No, I, I've appreciated all your questions. I think they're they're terrific. I just want people to realize that even if you, you don't totally believe in yourself, a part of you does, and you should follow that part if there's something you wanted to do. For instance, this walk across the United States is something I've wanted to do now for like 35 years, and I finally got to do it in 2019 it didn't work out the way i wanted but you just gotta if it's something in your system you'll know it and you just gotta keep pushing for it good stuff doc let's get to rapid fire doc these are quick answers it's not a 314 mile answer but the first thing that pops into your head are you ready yes sir here we go last book you read um it, in pursuit of excellence by terry orlick Last movie you saw? Miss Congeniality 1 and 2, again. <laughs> I was just on a plane and Miss Congeniality was on, yeah. <laughs> it was on Netflix, I couldn't resist. Yeah, she's funny, Sandra Bullock. Uh, what's your favorite dish? Ice cream. Mm, favorite uh, flavor? Uh, coffee. Uh-huh, nice. Uh, you've traveled around, you've done a lot of these races. Um, your favorite place to travel? Well, I'd have to say the United States. I really would like to. That's why I wanted to do the cross country other than supporting veterans. But I wanted to see the country I served. How, I many, how, how many pairs of socks do you wear when you uh, are competing? One. Just when one. I'm, when, 
when I do Vol State, well, I wear two pairs. I wear uh, the toe socks, and then I wear a pair on, over them, but I don't change them. Got it. Wow. Okay. Um, what do you do during the race? Where, where is your mind? How do you keep yourself going? Are you listening to music? What, what, what are you doing while you're, you're out there this whole, all day long? It, it depends on the race. If it's one of those fixed times, it's in a kind of a contained environment. I'll listen to audiobooks and I'll do that when I train at Ball State. It's too dangerous to do that. So I'm just there with my own thoughts. And I kind of figured you would ask that. So I was trying to think, what did I think about? And I don't know, but I didn't get bored. That's always been my worry is, you know, what am I going to think about? I think I was trying to stay in the present moment, which was key this year. And, you know, I, Brian Kane's what's important now, win, W-I-N, what's important now. And it always was the next step, the next step, the next step. Love it. Uh, the best endurance runners or athletes are the best because, fill in the blank. They persist. Just keep going. Yep. A journal or a blog you subscribe to? I don't really do that. I look at a lot of things on Facebook, but there's too many blogs out there, so I don't really have a face one. I mean, a yeah. favorite one. Yeah. Uh, what is something that gets under your skin? What's a pet peeve of yours? Like and you know. I'm guilty. Well, I'm guilty sometimes, but when every other word is like and every third word is you know, it drives me nuts. <laughs> you ask. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, besides the Vol State uh, race here, what's a recent victory? I think realizing that I had the ability to do these things and then having the guts to sign up for this 351-mile race, which I – it's been in existence for, I think this will be the fourth year. And I've always thought I can't do it because it's too long. And now I'm willing to try. And, you know, if I don't, I don't. But if I do, wow. Love it. Uh, at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I feel terrific. I'm usually out for a walk or getting ready to go for a walk. And um, especially on a weekend, it's a training day. So I'm going to do hills and really be happy. Nice. It's a great time. Best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. That's interesting. And it has to be multiple. My subscription to Audible, the audio book thing, I think it's the best of all. And, and buying all the different audio books, um, some of them you can get on bargain prices, but that has changed my life because I can listen to two, so much. Um, there is one good thing that I've done that's over a hundred, if I can just throw that in. Sure. I, I took Jim Quick's uh, speed reading course. And so now I'll read a book every week or two weeks, depending on how long the book is, because I read every single day and I took a speed reading course. And you get so much knowledge from those books in addition to the audio books. So. Oh, very cool. If I were to come to a barbecue at your house this summer, what would you say? Oh, you got to try the. The Pepto-Bismol. I don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Two words to describe yourself. Fiercely loyal. Mm, nice. One thing you're curious about. What's next in my life? Yeah. And it's nice to have those choices, right? You've earned that. But I want to have a purpose, and I'm that's the purpose I'm trying to find. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I know the book will help you with that and putting that story out there. And uh, very cool. Dr. Terry, I know you know, your Facebook, you've mentioned a few times and there's your website. Is that the best way for people to get in touch with you through your Facebook page? Yes, the Facebook page is, and it's Terry Wurzbacher. They can search for that. Um, but it, it, it's the facebook.com uh, forward slash Terry Wurzbacher. There's two profiles out there. Um, and the Terry Wurzbacher is the one to, to go to. Got it. Cool. Do you have a quote you'd like to end this with here, Doc? Everything always works out for me. Bam. Yep. I love it. I love your attitude. I love your straightforward way. Uh, this has been very inspiring, uh, Terry, and uh, um, I, I'm extremely impressed. Uh, I had done a marathon with my dad, and uh, I'm curious about these endurance uh, races. My son wants to do a multi-day one, and you got my attention. I'll tell you that. <laughs> good, good. Thank you for having me. This has been fun, and I'm yeah. glad to talk to your son if he's interested. Well, I'm going to show them this program. I know my siblings, uh, again, I'll be very curious about your type of shoe and how you did this uh, because that experience with my, my dad, uh, they became marathon runners, my my sister and brother. So, uh, yeah. uh, but nobody's gotten into this endurance thing, but I know, I know they're very popular. Yep. It, yeah. is, it is. It's a, it's a great way to expand your mind and your find out what you can do. Yeah, and don't set those limits. This is Dr. Right. Terry uh, Wurzbacher. I appreciate Dr. Gilbert connecting us, um, and he's been a great support and friend to both of us. Uh, right. Check out her writing. Check out her work there on her website, and, and let's look for the book. Doc, what's your time frame for the book to come out? I'm hoping September. I was hoping August, but it's being edited, and because I'm not good at grammar, that's taking a while. So I'm hoping it'll be on Amazon, and I'm hoping it'll be in September. I've been working on this for a year, which was part of my preparation for this year's race too, but yeah. um, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get right on the next book. Yeah. What, what's the title again of the book? It's not about the miles. You've put some miles out there. <laughs> yeah. But it's really all behind about what's behind the miles and why you're doing it. Everything we've discussed today. I love it. This is show 221, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, leave us a question. Leave Terry uh, 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 two claps. Uh, and this is Dr. Terry Wurzbacher. If I can help you in any way, uh, friends, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Keep rolling. Keep surviving and thriving. We are going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Dr. Terry, it's been an honor. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Cool. You stay on the line a second. We're going to sign off here. Show 221, everyone. Dr. Terry, I hope you found inspiration today. I did. Keep surviving and thriving.